Good morning. Brew it up. We're back. Coffee and baseball. I'm Bernie. And I am Ryan. And today is opening day, though you will be listening to this the day after opening day. But still, I'm today is opening together day. this morning. Ryan, today's opening day. And that means, of course, we've got Max on the program. Hello. We are super excited to have our first guest. Uh, Max is an avid baseball fan, just like we are. Uh, to show how terrible our company is in the love of baseball, we made a Slack group, invited all the baseball fans of our 100-employee company, and we have four people on there. So uh, Max is one of them. We're excited to have him. I will correct you, though. I, I would say I'm more of a Dodgers fan than a baseball fan. So my, my extra baseball knowledge is uh, limited to whoever is playing the Dodgers on a given day. Warms that's, my heart. Warms my heart. It's par for the course in these waters. <laughs> you, will, you will add a lot to Ryan's Dodgers rants. Uh, let's jump right in, guys. Uh, opening day's here, and uh, let's talk about a couple of news stories to start off. Uh, because uh, we got the Dodgers fans in the house, let's start with Dustin May making the Dodgers rotation as the fifth starter. David Price to the bullpen. Uh, how do you guys feel about Dustin May? How do you guys feel about David Price? I mean, if Dustin Tony May... Tony fans out there... If Dustin May is our fifth starter, we're in a, a great spot. Uh, we've got, you know, four uh, people ahead of him that are fantastic pitchers. And then we're taking David Price, former Cy Young winner, and putting him in the bullpen, along with Bernie, your favorite pitcher, Tony Goslin. Thank you. Thank you. Tony Goslin? Is it Goslin? Goslin. 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 The cat. Cat man. The Catman. Uh, Catman. I am I am I am on record as being tired of everybody telling me that that Tony Gonsolin is gonna be great or is great. Uh, it reminds me of all my Yankees fan friends who every minor leaguer they have is the greatest guy. He's coming up in two years. You'll see, and that's that's Tony to me. Uh, kind of crazy though about Dustin May. I to be honest, I didn't think he was fifth starter caliber. Hold on, Bernie, um, really quick, just to be clear. Uh, you know he is now a World Series winning pitcher, <laughs> so you know just add that to his resume of things you don't like about him. That's all. He's a World Series winning pitcher. Uh, I was about to. I'm, I'm, I'll throw out some great references. Don't, don't look at his ERA during add the him, World Series. Add but. him to the Orioles, and he's the number two pitcher. So you know. Okay. Well, first of all, he's probably the number one pitcher. Thank you for that dig, though. It's it's low hanging fruit, but sometimes you gotta eat. <laughs> uh, no, I, I love Dustin May. I love his movement uh, on his pitches. He's just like incredible to watch. Uh, but I I don't think he's got the control, and I think the league kind of figured him out. So I'm pretty surprised that he got the nod for the fifth starter job. Um, I feel like this is. It's the Dodgers, so it's like he's the fifth starter, but like, are there really five total starters? Kind of vibe to the whole thing. He's the uh, fifth. He's the fifth starter for the first five games, and then right. we'll see what happens. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but still, just like wild that he's replacing Price, uh, who I just assumed would be number five. Yeah, I think we all thought that, but you know, uh, Julio Urias, they're putting as the number four rather than you know using him as a, a long arm in the bullpen. I think he deserves it. So I think adding him up, I think it would be a wrong move not to have May at least attempt to have him as your a starter this year. So I think Price is, you know, 
gracious in, I believe he even said he's more than happy to pitch out of the pen to let the young guys uh, actually start ahead of yeah, him. W- world's greatest teammate, David Price, who took last year off and was like, no, 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 I will be every day calling in and, and giving advice. I was just like, man, this guy just like seems like an all-time dude. I mean, I think he's also probably saving himself a little bit, you know, for later in the season. Dodgers have eight legitimate starters. Uh, yeah. So, um, you know, we'll see what happens with injuries and whatnot. But, you know, David Price at like full steam in the playoffs is uh, is what we want. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 If David Price can be, I mean, 75% of, of David Price of old in the playoffs, that's that's a scary. I mean, if you want to spot start him, if you want to put him in in relief, any anything he does, it would be just nasty. It would just be such a weapon to throw in the middle of everything. Um, moving on, uh, Eloy Jimenez, uh, very, very exciting young power hitter for the Chicago White Sox, uh, Taurus pectoral muscle, uh, trying to make a play in the outfield in spring training. Uh, you hate to see it, but this is what I always say. Uh, this is why you can't let hitters feel, you know, it's, huh, uh, anybody, <laughs> it was a pitcher's hit reference guys. Oof. Uh, Oof. you hate to see it. Uh, I'm a huge Eloy fan. Uh, every, I thought he was in the ver. I mean, I thought he basically broke out last season and I thought that this season could have been an MVP caliber year out five to six months. Uh, you Oof. hate to see it. So the season. Basically, he'll be back if the White Sox make the postseason. Is kind of what I'm guessing. Wow, that's crazy. Well, that uh, that limits you a little bit. I believe it's that's a, tough, a it's yeah. a tough uh, road to recovery on that one too, because you have to be very very careful. It's easy to rip again. Oh really? Do you need your pectoral so. to play baseball? I think you need your pectoral to do anything. <laughs> to breathe. Yeah. That just that seems like one of those injuries where the, like like you'll hear the stories about like how tough it is to sleep. Yeah. I don't well, know, Jim. Uh, it's tough for the White Sox. I mean, that was a young team that everybody's projecting to take a big leap forward and and my kind of like stay woke on the White Sox is that everybody thinks they're going to kind of take a big leap forward because they have all these like really great prospects that are kind of emerging, but like nobody had fully broken out besides I mean, maybe Luis Giolito. Uh, so it's it's or Lucas Giolito, excuse me. So like, it was kind of, and, and and Tim Anderson, I guess. So it's it was kind of like I was expecting like okay, like let's see how many of these guys actually break out this season. And uh, with Eloy being shelved, uh, it, the the road gets much much tougher. Such a such a hit, such a hit to a a team that's always supposed to be good, but just isn't yet. So. Uh, this, we wrote last night, our run of show, and when we were writing it, we were going to discuss how, uh, Lindor turned down life-changing money. I believe the (laughs) offer originally was 10 years, $325 million. He countered with 12 years, $385 million, if I'm correct. Uh, which was interesting because I think it lowers the average annual value with the two additional years. Um, I believe he was trying to go for just to break uh, the record of Betts um, and uh, Tatis. But anyway, it was a stalemate. If they were going to do it, it would have happened last night. And lo and behold, it happened last night for $341 million for 10 years. $1 million more than Tatis. 
<laughs> I do believe that is purposeful. Puts him behind, of course, Trout, Betts, uh, and then he's in third, and then it comes Tatis. So I do think to him that was important to to beat Tatis, and I think that's probably why the one million's there. Uh, either way, 325, 385, 341. <clears throat> I mean, we're really, really getting in it here over uh, 300 or 30, what is that, 34 million uh, average? Yeah, yeah. That's, 81 to 40. Million. That's yeah, yeah. pretty fantastic. Uh, I would take $34 million in my lifetime, uh, let alone for one year of baseball. But good on the Mets. I mean, you know, we all feel like uh, knowing the Mets, something's going to happen here that makes this not good. Uh, <laughs> but their new ownership is really going for it. They've made the trades. They've now made the signings. You know, is this a new era uh, that we're going to see in New York? I think so i mean this is a smart move like it's it's just it's we talked so much ryan especially last year because last year kind of the big story in the off season was these well i guess it was two years ago we talked about it though was was these like really elite free agents who like people just didn't want to sign and we're like they're 26 they're 27 what are you doing like you're gonna get five like all-star caliber prime mm-hmm. years out of uh you know one of the top five players in the game that's Lindor. I mean, he's a top five player. He's always, every time we discuss the list of the top 10, every time, me and Ryan without fail, we're saying, well, you got to move Lindor up the list. You got to move Lindor up the list. I mean, he's, if not the best defensive shortstop in the game, he's one of the best. You know, he's in that, he's in that, that tier. Uh, steals bases, hits home runs, even though he definitely looks like he should not be able to. Uh, I, it's just a smart move to me. I think he's. I think you lock him in as, as your all star shortstop for the next ten years. And and you know the Mets have the pitching. They they like the hard part that that teams struggle with finding is the pitching, in my yep. opinion. And the Mets have that. They're now, what do you think this his... does to the market? Because we've got next year, I believe we have quite the shortstop market, right? I think Corey Seager, uh, Correa. Is it Correa? Korea, Carlos Correa, your boy. Carlos Correa. I, uh, I always yeah. forget his name because he's an Astros player. Um, Salty. And then, you know, what's that going to do for these guys? My opinion, Seager's not coming back to L.A. I, I don't see the Dodgers signing another $300-plus million contract when you have him and Belly coming up. Uh, I think this means, you know, he's going to get paid massive money. Uh, by someone else, but does this reset the all-star shortstop payday? Like, I think is the this Dodgers the standard? Gonna, I think Dodgers are going to go for it with, with Seager? Seager. Yeah, I mean, I would. I, I mean, he's the, the only one they're losing potentially. I mean, you have, I mean, Kershaw. Obviously, they're going to, you know, see what they can do with. But then Kenley, they'll probably let him go, right? And Chris Taylor, Kenley, they'll let go. Chris Taylor, uh, you'd think they'd let go. Unless Chris Taylor, really they'll sign him again for like two years, ten million bucks or something. Yeah, I just feel like if that's all you're losing, then you're gonna try and get Seager back. I, I mean, think, I'd love it, but I think for me personally, I think Corey Seager's future completely depends on two things. And number one, and and their names are Gavin Lux and Cody Bellinger. I think if Bellinger fixes, I think if Bellinger's third swing in three years this season is good and he's fixed it, then they're they're giving him the money. And I think if Gavin Lux can play well this year, 
they're going to be like, you're our shortstop of the future. Lux uh, is our second baseman. They're, I don't think anybody Lux is a second. Oh, woof. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he can play. I, I would disagree with that statement. We just locked in Chris statement. Taylor for two years, $10 million. Ryan, he can play yeah. second base. I, yeah. would, I would disagree with that statement only because a all-star second baseman is like the hardest thing to find. It's like what every team is always searching for is a second baseman. It's like, oh, we've got so and so slotted at second base. You know, I it's think second I, base. I agree with Bernie. Like second base is the easiest position to play. Like you can, yeah. you just stand there. And sometimes I'm they reach flip, out to second flip. basemen on Twitter, see if we can get them on here. Oh uh, please! Oh, they flip it the is. ball to you and you throw it twenty feet to first. Like it's not that hard. It's true. Robinson right. Cano basically had an entire career of hitting. Uh, what an average third baseman would hit, but he's a Hall of Fame caliber second baseman because he happens to play on that side of the diamond. <laughs> uh, what's his name who just retired, who used to play for the Mets during the World Series run, and then he played for the Cubs, and then he played for yeah, the yeah, Rockies? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and I know his name, and it's going to kill me. Mr. Consistent is like how I felt. He played for the Nationals. Played Daniel for the Nationals. Murphy. Daniel, Daniel Murphy. Murphy. That, that, to me, that's a that is a... Uh, a fantastic second baseman. That's who I want. I mean, not anymore so since my, he's retired, but... Right. I, I think, I think if anything, Daniel Murphy kind of proves my point, which is that Daniel Murphy was kind of like a first baseman, and they just kind of stuck him at second. Like, he, he did not have the athletic range to really field second base, and I feel like the reason why you see a lot of speedsters at second is because it's maybe somebody who's not a particularly good thrower. So it's like, oh, sure, they can cover you know, the zone, but they can't necessarily, you know, launch it from, you know, from the outfield mark. So uh, defensively, what I'm saying is that second base is not the craziest thing to find. All right. Fair, fair. Uh, Which is a bit of a a bit of a tangent. But um, the the, the Seager uh, Correa market will be interesting because I think that both of them are really, really talented but a lot of injuries throughout their careers, and both of them have had success. Like both of them have been integral parts of World Series teams. One of them with a bit of an asterisk, you might say. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, I'm curious to see the kind of money they get. I don't think that Ryan, to your first point, I don't think that this sets the shortstop market. I think that this is the ceiling of the shortstop market, if you will. Okay. I don't. Okay. I don't think anybody's beating this because nobody else is as young as Lindor. And nobody else is as good as Lindor. In the I mean, but Lindor's ball. numbers last season were pretty average. I mean, he's batting like yeah, 260. The 60 game season, I I credit that with making stats inflated and deflating stats because when you're used to playing 162 games, you're getting a third of your games to be good. So you're either really good or you're meh. Uh, on the Mets thing, their game uh, tonight is now postponed, just so you guys know. Uh, COVID protocols has shut that game down. Off to a good start. 2021. <laughs> great start here. Uh, and then Texas, I think Texas Boston, Stadium's at full capacity. <laughs> I believe Boston. <laughs> uh, wait, who's Boston playing? Are they playing the Orioles? Boy, I should know this. Boston uh, is check. delayed too, postponed too, for rain. For rain. COVID Good old-fashioned rain? rain delay, dude. Uh, mm-hmm. Max, you have a great point about, uh, I mean, the, the Lindor's basically career OPS hovers around 850, uh, and last year was about 750. So it was a down year for him, no question. Uh, 
Just looking at the that. numbers, I was surprised he got paid that much. I mean, I guess, you know, as you're saying it, it's like he has that X factor for his team. But, I think there's, you know, yeah. you look at the numbers alone and it's like if he's worth that much, I yeah, I don't know what Seager's worth. What what I would what I would kind of counter with is a couple of things. I would say that defensively, it's kind of it's kind of hard to look into the numbers and understand how good he is defensively. And, and I would add in the age. I think age is a huge uh, part of kind of who gets paid these days. I think if you're below 27, you can just expect a giant payday. Yeah, really. And then finally, I think that the most deceptive thing about his numbers is that like. I don't know, but Max, if you're like anything like me, like growing up, like I was like, you hit 300 or you're not a good hitter. And that's always my like kind of benchmark. And these days I would say that number is maybe like 270. Like you can hit 270 or better. You're kind of a good hitter these days. So maybe, I don't know. That's, that's my excuse train that I'm rolling out of the station. <laughs> yeah. It's just, I mean, it's all, we're all talking about like ungodly money, like $340 million versus 385 million or whatever. It's like, right. Yeah, and I would I would kind of agree with that, Max, because, you know, we talk about, like, the Harper contract, right? Harper got, uh, I can't even remember the number at this point. Was it 300? It was like, no, it was, it was a little bit more. It was like 13 years, 330. Right, and I then think. when you broke it down, though, his average annual value was like $24 million. And you're like, oh, okay, well, it's a massive contract, but his average annual value is, you know, pretty in line uh maybe a little below the type of player that he actually is where at Lindor we're looking at 34 million a year the that I mean technically you should be you know trout bets you should be consistently that's a that's a high annual value yeah I mean I think basically when these guys are signing these mega deals they're like okay how much am I going to get paid for my career and then, like, if I have extra, you know, a few extra years at the end there, like, maybe I'll get a little bit more if I want to keep playing. But basically, they're signing this contract being like, all right, my career's, you know, I'm going to make $341 million. That's what I want to make. Or, <laughs> three, or he was like, I want to make $385 right, make million. Like... Extend the years, whatever. Like, I'm not going to be yeah, good at the I'm end. Set, anyways, I'm you know, set. like, it doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely... It, it, there's also like kind of some of it baked in, right? Of like we all know, like the last like four years of that deal, he's not going to be playing at 34 million a year caliber. But like that's the price of doing business. Do you want to know a fun fact of when the Lindor deal ends? There will be two more years of Bobby Bonilla. I was about to ask you midway through the fact. I was going to say, and how many more years of Bonilla? Two more that's... years after uh, Lindor's contract <laughs> ends. The best day. In baseball, every year is Bobby every, Bonilla Day. Uh, it's so good. It's so good. All right, let's uh, let's roll let's, on over. Yeah, let's keep going. <laughs> uh, opening day is Thursday. That's the last news item I had. Uh, I don't even which, think. I think. I think we'll get into it later. Yeah. Yeah, opening uh, day is today. First game is 10 a.m. our time. So yeah, uh, you know, hour and a the half. Great, we've got some baseball. The, the greatest feeling of all time is telling all of your East Coast baseball fans that at 10 a.m. your time baseball starts. Like they like on opening day, they just like they lose their minds with jealousy. It's the greatest thing. Dodgers is at one today, so yeah, love it. I'm definitely going to be working with a game on. I uh, I'm paternity leave all week, baby. <laughs> when are you back next week? Uh, the following week. Oh, wow, look at this guy. I know, stretching it out. Gotta... Load up on the baseball. Yeah. Um, all uh, right, 2021, Bernie. What are we excited? Let's talk for? about it. Uh, so the big op-ed section this week, I said, what, what are we excited for? 2021. Uh, 
as usual, I did a lot of prep. Ryan did uh, at least no written prep. Uh, so I'm assuming you got some too. Uh, I'll just run through mine. And, you know, we don't even have to jump through every one of these. Let's just talk about. Did you say as usual, Ryan didn't do any prep? Uh, as 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 is what we've come to expect. <laughs> uh, yeah, any fair. written? I said any written prep. So maybe maybe you I'm thought wing some it. stuff through. I'm gonna wing it. I love it. You're listen. I, I'm the I'm the structure, right? I, I'm the I'm the. Uh, you're what? Ke- you're the glue the that keeps guy. us together, Bernie. And you're the soul. You know that's what we yeah, need. That's all uh, it is. <laughs> Max is the wild card. <laughs> Uh, so here's my op-ed, or excuse me, here's my things I'm excited for. Uh, I'll run through them. We can talk about anything we want to. We can talk about none of it. Right. Uh, I'm excited about the idea of Shohei Otani being unleashed. Uh, that's that's what the way that they have, have phrased it uh, internally in the Angels system. They say no restrictions this year. Uh, I'm pumped. That's going to go well. That's going to go well. Uh, influx of kind of this these super teams is what I'm seeing them as these years. I feel like in the past we've had one or two uh i'm thinking of like the early 2000s yankees teams you know versus maybe some of those red sox teams i was like oh snap a lot of all-stars on one team this year we've got the padres look like a super team the dodgers have been a super team the uh yankees have been a super team and i think the uh braves are now kind of a super team and i feel like the rays are very low-key Kind of building some super pieces together. That's that's the Rays every year. The Rays every year are very low key about it, but they're, they've got some pieces I'm excited about that I feel like less people are talking about. All uh, right. We've got the dead and ball this year. Uh, I'm wondering if it leads to a lot more steals or a lot more aggressive kind of baseball. Uh, fingers crossed. Uh, Trevor Bauer in a major media market. Uh, we are uh, we're not like the media norm on this podcast. We kind of are. We're pro Trevor Bauer in the sense of like it's all entertainment and the dude is just like here to be a troll, but like he's somehow being a troll like in mainstream media. Uh, I'm curious to see what that's like in a like a re- like not in a Cincinnati, you know, or a Cleveland in a uh, Los Angeles. It's gonna be interesting. Be it's gonna be interesting. And then uh, final two, uh, full season of Steve Cohen and the Steve Cohen Mets. So we've already you know started to see that with the big signings. Uh, one has he gotten back on Twitter, Ryan? No, no. and Passan uh, retweeted a fake account this morning uh, of him. <laughs> oh no! Uh, someone posted as him saying, uh, "You you're welcome," and uh, <laughs> it was retweeted, and it's not real. So, well, I hope you get back on Twitter, Steve. And uh, finally, I'm excited for fans to finally get the chance to boo the Astros. I mean, that's my coming. number one. That's yeah. That like is that. getting to the stadium to boo the Astros. Is, you know, uh, yeah. it's gonna be it's magical. Do you know what day that is, Ryan? Uh, that we get to do this. Yeah, I think it's in August. Ryan's just got a, a dartboard. I believe it's calendar. in August because I was looking at buying uh, better seats so I could be closer to boo them. He has a specific countdown oh. clock in his bedroom that just counts down to that <laughs> I day. Just, when he I just play it off like I'm not really sure. Um, well, Bernie, I may not have done any prep, but I do have my uh, list of things. Number one, more than anything, fans are back in the stadium. That, to me, is the most exciting thing. Uh, it will be limited unless you're in Texas, where, I mean, it's Texas, and they're going full stadium opening day at the Rangers. Um, everybody else is limited capacity. I think Dodgers are going to start with, like, 20,000. Either way, fans are back. Hopefully... By 
July, August is my hope. Uh, we will be at full capacity. There is nothing better. Um, I can't wait to be there. Can't wait to see it on TV. I'm tired of these cardboard cutouts. Um, so that's exciting to me. Uh, two, yeah, boo the shit out of the Astros. I hope they get it <laughs> everywhere they go because, you know, they're the Astros. Three, and this hurts me to say but i'm excited to see the padres and see what yeah. actually comes of that is this oh, yeah uh new you know uh moves that they're making does it does it work uh are they the super team we all kind of think they can be they've amassed enough talent they've got enough uh you know rookies that are good is this the team is this the padres that truly challenges the nl west or is it another failed experiment. I don't think it's a failed experiment. Um, I think they will be really good for a long time to come. Uh, and then I think that was, I think that's all I have. Uh, you know, I'm excited not to watch baseball on ESPN um, because I hate ESPN and their baseball coverage. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. I hate that they tell me things about the game and show me many stories while the game is on ESPN. Stop it. Nobody, nobody treats you like you're. this is your first time watching baseball more yeah. than ESPN. Than ESPN. Uh, launch angle, let's stop talking about that. And uh, that's that's kind of my list. I mean, my number one, more than anything, is just personally being back in the stadium. There's no greater feeling. I cannot wait. Uh, I will take all you guys at some point. So Excited for those uh, $13 Bud Lights. Oh, no, no. Like $17. $16 and- Bud Lights? Yeah, Whatever, something I'll like that. I'll, 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 I'll gladly pay it to be back Drink them there. all. I yeah. can't wait. I, I want those wait. Dodger dogs. <laughs> I know. Max, did you did you have a list as well, or was this was this your section? I'm sorry, I forgot. Uh, I I just was thinking. Um, oh, that's right, you were doing the on jerseys. the fly. Uh, but I am excited to see how the Dodgers pitching shakes out because um, I think even with uh with the extra starters in the bullpen, like their bullpen's pretty good. Like they're probably a top 10 bullpen. I'm a, but I still think that the Dodgers bullpen is the weakest point of the Dodgers. Um, because they, you know, you know, Kenley is, uh, yeah. Inconsistent. You know, um, we have, you know, we have the depth, but the way that Dave Roberts, uh, sort of kind of lays it out, frustrates me and pulls people too soon. Not like Blake Snell pulling people too soon, but I think, <laughs> you have David Price in the bullpen and I want to see him pitch like four innings, you know, like I want to see Dustin May do a solid four, then David Price do a solid four. And then you just close out the game with whoever. But I feel like that's not David Roberts, uh, you know, the way he operates. So I'm, I am very interested to see how it's going to sort of shake out because I feel like he has these like long reliever potential, but he doesn't coach that way. Um, which obviously, you know, he got us a world series, finally and like i'm very happy about that but um i am curious to see how frustrated i'm going to be with when he pulls these guys out of the out of the game for you know some matchup that like i feel like david price could take him you know i just don't want him to keep putting kenley as a closer every year we hear the thing about oh well kenley's re jiggered something and he's going to be good to go and he's got it all figured out and then kenley gets out there and goes to the same pitch that he thinks he still has that he doesn't yeah rinse and repeat yeah it's it's frustrating 
Um, but you know, I, I think I think no matter what, Dodgers going to be in that in that race. And I think I, I'm also very excited to see how the NL West shakes out because yeah. I I feel like if if I'm the um, if I'm the you know San Francisco or the rest of the teams, uh, the Rockies, and I'm just going to roll over and give up, you know. And I'm curious to see if <laughs> if one of those teams is gonna um, sort of step up and make a play at the NL West, or if it's just gonna be what everybody thinks it's gonna be is just like Dodgers and Padres. That's it. It definitely feels like the Rockies are ready to to go home. Uh, it feels like the Giants are also ready to go home. It'd yeah, like right. will Arizona make a play? It's for Arizona. It? I don't know. Really. I don't know. I, I could. I I think that the end end standings in the NL West could be hilarious. You know, like it, you could have just this complete lopsided thing. That... It's gonna it's gonna be the uh, the American uh, wealth gap. In yeah, the, exactly. Uh, this year, it's uh, yeah. I'm with you. I think Arizona's the team. If it's gonna be anybody, I really like their pitching staff. I love Zach Gallen. I like Madison Bumgarner as a bounce back candidate this year a lot. Uh, it's just they're not going to have enough firepower. There's yeah. nobody, nobody's going to have enough firepower. Yeah, I feel like it'll probably you know play out the way that everybody thinks. And you know, obviously, I don't like the idea of there being super teams, but as a Dodger fan, I do love the Dodger team. So it's like it's like a give and take. It's like growing up in LA, like you have the Lakers, mm-hmm. and you have these these. Um, and I feel like it's easier in basketball to have a super team than in baseball, but um, yeah, it, it's it's like you know I'd rather have full competition in the league, but on the other hand, I I want the Dodgers to win, and I think they're gonna win like a hundred ten games this year. Like I think they're, you think gonna they're going be, over. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think they're gonna be like historically good this year. I hope so. I hope so. I mean, Bauer added when they added Bauer. I was just like, this is insane. This is like when I was like, yeah, there's no way the Dodgers would go for Bauer because like, why the fuck would they even need Bauer? And then they got him, and I was like, this is just this is gonna be ridiculous. Yeah, I, I you said you're excited for Trevor Bauer in a major you know market, which is I think it's it's great because like I feel like um he's not gonna have that much pressure on him. Like he he could just thrive, and he's the Dodgers number three. <laughs> Starter right now, like technically, I technically, think Kershaw. I, mean, like, I think Kershaw's was, yeah, basically their number three. But yeah, yeah, um, but yeah, uh, I also yeah, I wanted to bring to table to the table. Uh, Major League Baseball released their top ten or top twenty jerseys um, sold this year, and I thought it was a, a pretty interesting list. Um, it actually gets interesting as you get closer to number ten. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go from number one, and uh, as a Dodgers fan, it just seems like. Okay, the Dodgers buy a lot of jerseys, probably. That's what it is. Number one, you have Mookie. Number two, Belly. And then uh, number three is Tatis. These are, you know, who you'd expect up there. You got Bryce Harper, number four, Kershaw, number five. So three Dodgers in the top five. Yeah. Winning the uh, World all... Series will do that. Yeah. Then you have Aaron Judge, obviously, uh, on the brink of a you know major contract. He, you know, huge uh, Acuna... Lindor, but then you get to number nine, the best number one nine, on the list. Number yeah, nine, that's that's dumbfounding. Right is Kike Hernandez? So you have for these the guys, Red Sox for, for the, the Red Sox so for his new team. I'm wondering if there's maybe some some leftover people buying out the the Dodgers Kike jerseys, but you have all these guys ahead of him making three thirty million a year. You know, Belly yeah. and, and Judge <laughs> on the on the brink of you have all major contracts, players. <laughs> and then you have Kike Hernandez who signed a two year fourteen million dollar deal 
Um, well, here's here's the, the reason, in, in my opinion, is a Kike is fun, big personality. Everybody loves him, no matter what. I think that the Red Sox right now are are slightly deprived of like much to be excited about. Whether or not he's an all star and all that, I just think people like him, and he's fun. Gives the Red Sox a jersey to buy, gives them something to root for. That's my opinion because I can't imagine, unless Dodger fans also simultaneously were buying his jersey, you know, as he was leaving, and that's what like doubled it up. But yeah. I feel like Red Sox just don't have much to be excited for these days. I think, yeah, I think that's part of it. And their I, marketing team is putting him front and center online. Yeah, and I'm everything. wondering, like, and this is just something for where I wasn't like fully paying attention, but like, how did the Dodgers sort of let him go? Like, fourteen million two year doesn't seem like would seem like something the Dodgers would like match for this X factor player, but his choice. Uh, his choice. He wanted to play every day. Dodgers can't guarantee him an everyday play. And same with Jock. Dodgers, from what I understand, would have re-signed Jock, would have re-signed Kike. You know, I don't know if it's the numbers they would have wanted, but they want to play every day, like they've been doing and both those players wanted to play every day so that they could prove themselves into a true starting position right true contract you know all that stuff so let me get your opinions because that's that that brings up like a, a thought that i have a lot which is like who are you guys more excited to see actually getting to play every day kike or jock uh probably kike you know jock i love but i've seen jock play every day um since he kind of came up. And I think Jock is one of those players that uh, defensively, I think he's great. Offensively, you know, there are days that you're like, holy shit, this guy has found it. Um, oh, yeah. When you, he's on, you're just like, this dude's Babe Ruth. He's great. <laughs> yeah. And then you put him against, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mess this up. Uh, what can he hit better? Uh, can't hit left-handers, I think. I believe he can't hit left-handers. He's a lefty. Uh, so, like, traditionally lefties have a harder time against lefties. So, he hits righties, like, complete all-star. If he had those numbers, he would be. He he legitimately cannot hit left-handed pitchers. Uh, I'm always curious if, like, that's a thing, too, where, like, these guys aren't learning how to hit them because they don't really get the opportunity to face them. And, and that that was his that. complaint. That's my big fear. That was his big complaint to Roberts was like, dude, you got to let me face them. I'm not going to get better unless I get to see them every day, you know? Right. Um, but Kike, I think is, is a really solid player um, who same thing. I mean, I'll never forget, uh, playing the Cubs in the NLCS, I believe. Uh, Kike's three, maybe it was the DS. I can't remember offhand. But Kike's three home run game. I mean, that was like, he was the deciding factor of that game. And it was one of the most amazing things. He was like, so dominant. They could have pitched to him everything he hit out. Um, You know, he has moments like that. He hit a home run in the world series that was just crushed it. And that's like, he comes up big in important, crucial scenarios off the bench, even. Yeah. Um, 
Those so I think every guys. day he'll be excited. Yeah. Those two guys in the in the playoffs, it's it's going to be uh, a little bit sad not to have them. But yeah, you know, there's okay. this. Uh, what do you think about the new guy, uh, McKinstry? McKinstry. I, I don't even don't even know enough offhand. He's our, yeah, new utility guy. I, I don't know anything about him, but I was reading that like they're excited, so we'll see. I mean, no Jocktober, but you know, he's no yeah. Jocktober. Uh, any other any other thoughts about the, the the coming season? Or excuse me, I guess we were talking about the jerseys. So we oh we yeah, just on. one uh, one last point. Number ten, you know, Mike Trout after of Kike. Course. Not a big you deal. know best, that's best just player. sad Angel best fans. Best in baseball. That, uh, yeah, you know, after Kike though. That's the Angels <laughs> just keeping the best thing that happened to baseball forever. Just in mediocrity it's like you know? it almost like speaks to how good he is that like we're like bored of it we're like we get it You're can you best. imagine <laughs> if he was on the dodgers the yankees i mean even the Padres. If he was can on you the, imagine what that guy like he'd be if, a worldwide star if it he just was on also, like the yankees i think would, it also it, it also shows how um how strong the dodgers fandom is that like nobody gives a crap about the angels like they're right there but like you have and you have this incredible player to watch and like still nobody's buying his jersey no No i believe it's also like i think worldwide it's like yankees win by like a long shot and then it's dodgers and then it's like everybody else you know what i mean but it's like yankees and and dodgers are just worldwide no i mean you go around i think people wear the dodger hats because it says la and they just like los angeles more than uh, the Dodgers, but you know those two teams worldwide are like. If you asked someone in Europe probably about the Angels, they'd be like, uh, "Who?" Right. Yeah. You there's know. no chance. <laughs> it's a it's a terrible team. Change your name. Back to California Angels. Get out of they LA. Should be, they should they should be the Orange County Angels. Anaheim, Anaheim Angels. Angels. It's the Anaheim Angels. It rolled off the tongue. Why why change it? You know. Because they wanted uh, to expand their their marketing base and hopes to you know it didn't work fans yeah. didn't work it'll never work it'll never work well let's uh let's hit the listicles fellas uh i made a list of uh my predicted cy young mvp world series champion and i picked a breakout player for each team for or i picked out a breakout player for each phase of the game uh Brian, do you do any prep on this bad boy? We're just gonna go with that's mine, a, and you'll you'll get opinions. That's a terrible question. Uh, um, I, I have answered it. Already. I'll give you my off the cuff opinion. I would love your off the cuff opinion. Uh, so for Cy Youngs, uh, I think in the NL it's gonna be you, Darvish. Uh, I think that he has very low key been one of the best pitchers in baseball in the last year, and I think he's moving to a much better pitcher's park. And he's moving to a much better team that's going to get him wins. It's going to get him better defense. Uh, I like all the ingredients coming together here. I think he's healthy, finally. Well, not finally, but I think that you know he's a couple years removed from Tommy John. Uh, and in the AL, uh, Love and Tyler Glass now kind of taking the mantle as the top starter in Tampa, where they know how to use their pitchers. He's a strikeout machine. Uh, I think it's just it's just it's his year for me. I agree, AL. I disagree, NL. Uh, I just don't think Darvish. <laughs> we'll never. I, I love Darvish. 
We'll never no, no. forgive him. No, no, no. I, I fully forgive Darvish. They I were, just don't they think... They were stealing his... <laughs> I don't think and he's going to be... he let them steal his, his time. Uh, I just don't think he's going to be the Cy Young. I think he'll be great. I just don't think it was Cy Young. Um, Can we get, Cy Young? Uh, I mean, I'm just going to make a homer choice and say Walker Bueller, but, you know. The thing about Bueller is that he... The, the way that I've noticed that the Dodgers kind of use him overall is that they don't, like... They don't really require him to be elite until they, they he kind of I feel like every season he kind of he starts out and then maybe he's got a little bis, blister and then they kind of baby his innings and then he kind of ramps up for the postseason every every that, that happened once that happened once yeah. one they blister they ramp him up whatever they ramp him up is all I'm saying well I'm gonna say he's ramped I'm gonna say he's ramped you think he's ramped I'm, I think he's ramped wow okay we call it now We've got a, a ramped walker we call it now We'll get uh, Kenta Maeda in the AL, and then you'll have all Dodgers pitchers, former Dodgers pitchers. As, of course, as we could also in. we could also do uh, Hin Jun Ryu as well if we yeah. wanted to. It's a, it's a four man race in the AL and NL. He'll never get it, but he'll always get close because he always get injured or something right at the end, right before he he, gets he almost had it in 2019. I think it was. So oh, close. he was so close. So close. He should have. He should have yeah. close. Uh, MVP. It's boring, but I got Mike Trout in the A. Oh wow, I picked two. You AL got double guys. AL. This is good. That's hilarious. Good job, Bernie. All right. Well, I got Mike Trout as the AL MVP, and in the NL, off the cuff, I'm gonna say Mookie Betts. Oh, uh, these are both boring picks, but yep. they're just these two guys. I mean, I think Mike Trout is is just we forget how amazing he is, and it's like every year that he isn't the MVP, it's because he misses like ten games, but. Every game that he does play, he's elite, elite, elite. Uh, but Luke, if it doesn't, just, yeah. but if it doesn't lead to like his team being in the playoffs or like winning, you know, like, are you an MVP or are you just like the best player who's on, you know, this crap team? Right. It's the classic uh, most valuable player versus best player kind of kind of debate, uh, which is like an endless circle of you know. Who I'll knows. take Judge. I'll take Judge in this one. I, I think, think he's going to break mean, out. Judge is incredible. He's trying he, to get his contract, too. I mean, not that he's, like, not going to get it, but, like, you yeah. know. I'm a huge contract year guy, too. I'm like, yep, every whenever I play fantasy sports, I'm like, who's in a contract year? That's who I'm drafting. Like, it's right. just no, no question in my head. Uh, World Series and champion. Uh, Ryan uh, knows this and is not a fan of this, but I think the Braves are going to make it in the NL. <laughs> They're going to be the Yankees. Uh, Braves had their moment last year. That was their chance. I, I I agree. That was definitely their best chance. I, I don't, don't know. see him. I'm, I'm I don't so see him excited. back there. I'm excited because they lost their best pitcher last year, Mike Soroka, to a torn Achilles, like way at the beginning of the season. He's coming back this year. You add him to that ridiculous rotation. Uh, their don't offense see it. can don't do see so it. many things. I'm don't excited. Uh, I like your pick, Burn. I like it in the sense of like good job on making one thank you <laughs> i disagree i disagree i also disagree i, I think i'm gonna this go is, this is dodger yankees Fuck yeah this it. is the year we're getting the world yankees. series we want yeah i mean i, I will say this i want to see dodgers yankees uh I, I love the braves as a team i want to see dodgers yankees uh roll out the banks and then breakout player of the year uh i got a pitcher i got a hitter uh, pitcher Ian Anderson, uh, the the uh, former number three, I believe, overall pick in the draft for the Braves. Uh, he, I watched him during the wild card round, or not the wild card round, excuse me, the the divisional round last year, and I was just so 
so blown away by the guy. Uh, he's incredible. I'm really excited to watch him play. And I think he's going to have a breakout, breakout year. Uh, and then uh, Clint Frazier, the uh, outfielder for the Yankees. Sorry, I'm having a mic issue. Uh, outfielder for the Yankees, I think. Oh, God damn it. Sorry, well, I'll cut this out. My mic was at zero, and then it was at 100. Uh, Clint Frazier, the outfielder for the Yankees. Uh, I just think he's going to be great. I think he's been worthy of a starting spot for many, many years. I think the Yankees are going to put it all together this year, and I think that you're going to low-key see Clint Frazier. All right. I, I, I uh, agree. That would be my opinion on this because I don't have any names to add to the list because I didn't do any prep. So let this be a lesson that you can get by by winging it. Sometimes though, it'll catch up to you. Very few, very few. In in my book, Bernie could have made up those names and I wouldn't have uh, blinked. <laughs> yeah, it was John Schmolinski. <laughs> Who, you know, the Cardinals have a sneaky, good, you know, middle infielder this year in John yeah. Smolinski. Yeah, I agree. Uh, uh, oh, go ahead, Ryan. No, no, go for it. I was just going to intro the segment. but uh, Yeah, do it. I want to hear it. So every every week on the uh, episode description, I reference a very special Bernie's Movie Corner. Uh, but this week is perhaps the most very special of all the very special Bernie's Movie Corners. Because it's Ryan Movie Corner Edition. Ryan, you got a movie for us. Yeah, we kind of talked about it last time, but I think we, we you know, yada yada over it, so we'll, we'll kind of dive into it. It's the 1992 uh, worldwide phenomenon hit, <laughs> uh, Mr. Baseball, starring uh, Tom Selleck. Uh, Max, are you familiar with this movie? I actually am not. This is one of the few, uh, few baseball movies I don't think I've seen. All right, well, you know, this is, like I said, it's a classic directed by Fred Sheppeasy, which, you know, we all know his movies. Um, it's the, I think I kind of broke it down last time, but basically we have an aging veteran star who used to play or did play for the New York Yankees. He gets traded over to the, I'm going to mess this up, Chunichi Dragons. Uh, where he has to go to Japan and when he gets there, you know, he clashes with the culture and the manager and he has a hard time uh, blending in. Um, and then he ends up uh, like developing a relationship uh, with this beautiful woman who he learns is, I believe, like the manager's daughter. Uh so then, you know, he sorts it out. You know, it's that whole thing where he, like, sorts everything out and he's getting really good in the Dragons. And then, of course, what happens, but, you know, his agent is telling him, oh, he's got a place back on an American team. His new girlfriend gets mad at him. Um, and then I think uh, what happens is he uh, plays really well, finishes his season there. They win the pennant. Uh, and in the end, what is it? In the end, he 
marries his girl and becomes a coach and mentor with the Detroit Tigers. <laughs> what a way to end. <laughs> with the Tigers. Uh, he didn't stay in Japan. He does not. And I think he, like, if I'm not mistaken, he, like, mentors someone. Yeah, he mentors a guy who's an American baseball player that's been stuck over there playing for the Dragons. And yeah. that guy ends up signing with, like, the Los Angeles Dodgers, you know, getting back over. My favorite part about this whole thing is, in the end, the real win is they get back to America. Like, that's the that's the win that they, they do here. It's not like he settles in and is like, you know what, this is where I belong now. Right, right. No. As you no. would expect from no. a nice, like, wrapped-up story. Uh, I, I'm looking at the poster right now, Ryan. Uh, he's the biggest thing to hit Japan since Godzilla. Yeah, it seems... <laughs> I feel like Good we shit. wouldn't get away with this today. <laughs> it, and, I'm and looking, I, yeah. This does not seem like a good, good movie, uh, based on you know my quick Google search. Would you consider it like a classic, like a you know like a B movie that you like to you know love or like? So here's the thing: I was ten years old or nine years old, <laughs> nine or ten when this movie. As came many out. of these reviews are, <laughs> I watched it then, and have not watched it since. So. When I watched it as a kid, I think I thought it was fantastic. You know, Tom Selleck was cool. The mustache was cool at that time. Mustache plays yeah. with a baseball uniform, man. You know, uh, I I thought you know, and I'm pretty sure the cultural jokes they make that probably are not okay anymore. I thought were funny at the time. Uh, I have a sneaky suspicion that if we rewatch this movie now, we it should probably stay in the vault. That would be my <laughs> that would be my guess. I'm looking at uh, like being in movie marketing. I'm looking at their uh, their poster, which this movie came out in 1992, three years after Major League, which was you know a major hit. They put Dennis Haysbert on the poster, and their tagline is a major league comedy. So I feel like this has got to be you know a cash grab on the on the tails of uh, of Major League. You know, is what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably it's that time when they thought for a minute, like oh. Baseball movies can make money. Yeah, let's make a let's make a baseball movie, um, and that's when Tom Selleck '92. I feel like what by then Magnum PI was, yeah, you know, ending or close to ending. And then of course he disappeared for a long time, and then came back in some like weird initial based military show, you know, uh, like all those ones are. I don't know what I don't know what they. Uh, it's a hold on. I want to I want to read the whatever it is. It's going to be Oh, is he not? Oh, I guess he was in Blue Bloods. I thought he was in one of those like uh uh shows that no one watches like but everybody knows about. Mm. Can't even think of a, a name of one now. It's just all initials, you know. Uh anyhow, we're going to delete that from the segment. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, <laughs> Ryan trying in. to remember which show Tom Selleck is in. Well, you know, that's... Uh, uh, nice. Well, so, I guess we'll put that in a maybe leave it in your memory. Yeah, I don't think... I mean, I, I'm curious to, to watch it again. I'm afraid to watch it again. Um, not that yeah. it holds a warm spot in my heart, but... Everybody know. has that movie they watched as a kid that, like, is probably terrible, but, you know, it's it's in there now. So, you know, you, you know, keep it. Yeah. Or I'll rewatch it, it and ruin it. 
Yeah, I'll probably leave it there. I'll probably leave it there. <laughs> um, all right, well then, let's wrap it up with our final thing, uh, which is what matchup today are we most excited about? Bernie, I'm sure you have an opinion because you probably <sighs> so researched this. So, If by research you mean typed in www.espn.com and sorted by today's games. Well, uh, if you still use www before your websites... Uh, we have some problems, Bernie. You don't need to type that anymore. You know that I was born in 1970, right? <laughs> um, to me, there's one game that stands above the rest. It's the uh, 1 p.m. on the East Coast, 10 a.m. on the West Coast game, and that's the Yankees-Blue Jays. Uh, 100%. Ger- yep. Garrett Cole versus uh, potential Cy Young Award winner in Jen Ryu. Uh, what are the Yankees going to do this year? Uh, they already have their first baseman hurt. Who else is going to get hurt today? Uh, the Blue Jays, man. A lot of young, fun pieces. You know, what's Vlad Jr. going to look like skinny? You know, is 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 everybody going to stay healthy? How are they going to look? How are they going to do? A uh, lot of fun young players on the Blue Jays. Uh, and, you know, in general, it's just, it's, it's going to be a good game. It's in New York, too, which is fun. It's not in the... I don't even know where the Blue Jays are playing this year, but if I'm not I think mistaken, they're playing in Buffalo Toronto. again or something like... Uh, no. Right to Buffalo. Are they playing in Florida? They're playing somewhere weird again. They're playing somewhere weird. So the fact that it's in Yankee Stadium makes me happier because I, I want to. I want to see a major league stadium. Damn it! Uh, Are there any uh, any fans in the stands? I think there's probably limited capacity. I believe so. I believe everybody is starting with limited capacity, mm-hmm. except for your Texas, Texas Rangers. Rangers. Oh, full capacity. Yeah, the full good capacity job, Texas. The oh, full Florida capacity Rangers. Oh, Marlins. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe Florida's full capacity too. There's there'd be no way of knowing, Ryan. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was gonna no say it's a Marlins game. It's gonna be partially empty anyway. It's so. Marlins Rays, man. <laughs> there's, there's... Uh, here's here's one for you, really quick. I was looking at who our matchup was today, uh, Dodger wise, which you know, of course, I'm excited for the game, but they're playing the Rockies, so you're like, man, how excited can I really be? Uh, Bernie, are you familiar with the starting pitcher? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mess up his name. Herman Marquez. Yeah. Are you familiar with him? Yeah, I love him. He's fucking amazing. Really? Yeah, he's How really How have good. I never heard of him? He, so like, there's this thing, because Colorado gets a lot of good pitchers, but their ERAs are like atrocious, because yep. Colorado. Yep. Um, so they have all these super talented guys, like John Gray and Herman Marquez, and there's like one other dude whose name escapes me. And they have these incredible home road splits. We're like at home, there's like a five ERA with all this bullshit. And then on the road, they pitch like 2.0 and they're incredible. And Herman Marquez is one is like probably like you put him in an average pitcher's park and he's starting the all-star game. Like at this oh, point in his career. Wow. All right. He's really fucking good. Then, but, he'll, uh, but it's in Colorado, so he'll give up five runs. Like no My apologies, Marquez. I'm uh, not familiar with you. And Isn't I'm sorry Rockies? that you're on the Rockies. Yeah. Shouldn't the Rockies just move already? You know? Like, nobody's <laughs> going to want to stay there. The Colorado Rockies of Anaheim. Oh, I can't. <laughs> Actually, they're, they're on my list of top stadiums to visit because I feel like it's beautiful. Uh, higher altitude, so you're going to get drunk faster. Um, and, you know, the field's named after a terrible beer. So what is not to like? 
I went there in 2000. It was I think it was 2018 when they made the playoffs. The last time they made the playoffs, mm-hmm. and I was there for a, I was in Colorado for a bachelor party, and we went to the game. And it was the night that they clinched, and it was like a Friday night, and it was just electric. It was so much fun. All right. Well, I would love to go. It's on my list. Uh, I'm hoping this year to to go. I have friends yeah. in Colorado, so I feel like I can pretend that the trip is solely to visit them and be like, hey, why don't we go to a game? <laughs> oh, my God. The uh, Dodgers are in town. What are oh, the odds? Whoa. They're playing? Hey, I didn't even know. <laughs> Weird. I already have tickets, so we should just go. <laughs> Well, with that, we're going to – unless, Max, do you have a, a matchup? I thought that was the clear choice this uh, this week looking at it. I was like, oh, everything else is sort of like – Yeah, everything you know, else is fine. Yeah. So that, the that's going to be interesting. Yeah. Great. Well, listen, uh, it's going to be a great season, guys. We're excited. We'll be here. We'll be recapping. We'll be giving opinions, talking about the fun of baseball, making fun of the Astros. I'm Bernie. I'm Ryan. And, and we've got to thank we, our guest, Max, who just didn't even pick we, up his cue to say, <laughs> and I'm Max. So. And I'm Max, and I'll be here every week for you guys. <laughs> thanks, for, uh, thanks for having me on the pod. It's fun. Come back anytime you want. With that, we uh, bid you all farewell. <laughs>